0: Live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Here's the 3-2. Got him! Look And the inning is over! (laughs) Look at the Sandman! He is fired up! It's the T-Row in the Morning Show, with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Little blooper towards second,
1: and a reaching
0: tie! Catch made by Diego. Wow. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405 651 3439. Or sound off on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405 329
2: 9000. He
1: blasts one to left, hits deep, track, whoa, gone! A grand slam! Tanner Treadaway! And we side in Norman swung on and driven to left and deep and it is gone it's a walk off
2: grand slam for Peyton Graham and you can unhitch the wagon what a comeback
0: now live from the Brown O'Haver Studios it's the T-Row in the morning show with Toby Rowland and TJ Perry
2: The Nets win the play-in game, they have advanced to the Eastern Conference Playoffs as the number 7 seed where they'll meet the number 2 seed Boston Celtics
1: in a best of 7 first round series beginning on Sunday in Boston. 115-108
2: the final. Beverly's got it, he'll dribble it out of the corner, the horn will sound, and for just the second time in the last 18 years the Timberwolves are headed to the postseason. Patrick Beverly up on the scorer's table. They are pumped up and win this one going away, 109-104.
1: High fly ball, right field. That's got carried to it. Back at the wall, and it's gone!
2: A two-run jack for Jimmy, and it's 14-9 Sooners.
1: Just waking up. First hour of the show today included John Hamm, Michelle Tafoya, Amazda Miata, Bob Stoop's Entourage, Lee Greenwood, and Bald Eagles and Bison. (laughs) You got to get up earlier, folks. Gosh. True story. Hour two, T Row in the Morning Show on a Wednesday, April 13. We're brought to you every day, every stinking day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, full line dealer for bad boys, zero turn mowers. Everybody out there knows I am considered the bad boy of sports radio. Uh, That's why later today I will be hooking up with my first bad boy, TJ. Cannot wait. Mowers, tractors, and implements, and their slogan is try it before you buy it. Both locations have a couple of acres of grass, and they encourage our customers to take their mowers for a spin. I'm going to have to learn how to uh, drive it today, TJ. I don't know how to drive a zero turn. Never done it before. Bad Boy, made in America, has been one of the top brands of mowers for more than a decade. They got him at XOE. My guys at Extreme Outdoor Equipment, they got two locations, one in Newcastle and one in Goldsby. All right, you know I got my head in baseball, so explain to me uh, what's going on in, in the NBA here, TJ. How's this all working? <laughs> Nets beat the Cavs. Wolves beat the Clips. Right. Saw a lot of Thunder fans excited about that, so uh, help me understand everything.
3: here. Um, I don't know what to tell you uh, to understand because... Um I was wrapped up in baseball last night as well. I told you I was listening to you on the radio and I was watching the Rangers on television and when I got in the truck this morning they're talking about these games and I said, "Huh?" And uh, apparently the playing <laughs> games happened last night. Brooklyn beat Cleveland 115 to 108. <laughs> Minnesota beat the Clippers uh, 109 I need you to, to be 104.
1: I was on top of, I- I on top of baseball. Season. I can't After tell you about purpose. the playing games. Hang on, hang on. That's Bob. Uh, we are going to play Bob in a second. Sorry. <laughs> hang on, Bob. <laughs>
3: Uh, okay, so let me see if I understand. I might so understand the Clippers mm-hmm. obviously were tied then to the one of the picks that they hold, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right,
1: right. So from what I understand, Oklahoma City now at the worst will have the 15th selection. If the Clippers lose Friday to either the Spurs or Pelicans, then OKC is guaranteed at worst the 12th selection and they get another shot in the lottery like a 7% chance to be a top-three pick uh, because they would own another ping-pong ball then that the Clippers would have. So you're rooting against the Clippers. You need them to lose twice to have a second lottery pick. And they lost once to Patrick Beverly and the Timberwolves last night. So whoever wins this Spurs-Pelicans game will play the Clippers, and you're rooting against the Clippers again, I think. 6 o'clock tonight, Hornets and Hawks. T.Y. trying to uh, play his way in. 8.30 tonight, Spurs-Pelicans. Now the Cavs and Clippers await on Friday. The winners, I, re- I believe, of these two games, right? The winners, I believe. God, it's so complicated. It's so complicated. I think that's right. Um. All right, I really want to get to some baseball, but I already... I already got Bob uh, on cue, and he's getting restless. He's, okay. He's, his whole entourage is here. And where'd the guys go? I
3: was supposed to go in with them.
1: I thought it was just Bob coming over. I said, hey, can you tell that story again you told on The Rush yesterday? And he said, yeah, I'll be over 7 o'clock. I thought it was just him, TJ. His whole entourage showed up here. <laughs> <laughs> here Let's see. I, I haven't listened to this yet. I saw that Bob Stoops told a funny story on The Rush last night, so let's see what this sounds like.
2: Pretty well. I'm a pretty – easy and simple guy and don't need a lot and truly after my first month on the job here month and a half i go home and this is in my book i go home in my back to Gainesville. to land in jacksonville for the christmas break because you know it's a dead period in recruiting and i went back to settle my affairs, selling my house and see carol and mackie my baby was mackie was only a year old and, and my car dealer picked me up at the airport and we're driving back to Gainesville, and I said, "Rick, I think I've ruined my life." <laughs> 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 so I, he started laughing at me. He goes, "What are you talking about?" I go, "I don't know what I got into." I go, "This is crazy." You know, all the everything that's coming at you left and right, and and you have to think of what the state of affairs were here at the time. It wasn't very good. Afraid, you know, maybe this wasn't right for me or we're never going to be able to turn it around you know you know how it is in the first month sure. i was i was just overwhelmed a year too later he was at the national championship game with me rick rundle <laughs> is my card dealer good buddy he goes i guess you didn't ruin your life huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe not.
3: oh man that's pretty good i that's wish they could be good. honest like that in the moment and they can't they've got to uh, you know present this you know Leader and, and full of confidence and uh, never any doubt. And you know that they're struggling just like you, you and I or anybody else does out there with everyday things. So he gets in with his driver and says, you I think I just ruined my
1: life. You ever made like that where you turn to somebody, uh,
3: you know, a couple of days later and said, I think I just ruined yeah, my the, life. The last 20 years, last 20 years being here in this station <laughs> and with you. You're welcome. A <laughs> batting practice
1: fastball I just threw you jerk (laughs) the caribbean jerk store called
3: (laughs) they're all out
1: they're all out of you all right i was going to say something about have a conversation with a a station owner one day but i'll let that go i won't mention (laughs) (laughs) it was actually him that ruined my life not the other way around so i got those a little confused but everything worked out fine all right teams let's talk some baseball Cowboys win last night over Wichita State, 8-5. to Sooners win in Rillo. Everybody, by the way, calling it Rillo now. It was out there yesterday.
3: Of course they are. Fort, of course they are.
1: On, it's caught on like wildfire out there in Rillo. 14-9. Tell me what I should think about last night, TJ.
3: You should have been uh, – well, you weren't alone in the booth because Eric was in there with you, so you should have been high-fiving oh. Eric and puffing your chest oh out. Oh, Time out, time yeah, out. I yeah. got to
1: tell you, I, I almost had a heart attack last night in the booth, and uh, I didn't know I was scared of mascots, but maybe I'm scared of mascots. I don't know. So our booths, us and Texas Tech, are right next to each other, and there's glass between them, and I could see into their booth. They had a few things taped on their window, but I could see in, and, and Jeff would peek his head around his papers and signal me like what number pitchers are, and or you know quit hitting home runs or whatever. We would kind of talk back and forth all night long. So his booth was between me and home plate. So they had the better booth. They're the home team. They were a little closer to home plate. And I'm calling the game, middle of the game. I'm, you know, I'm looking to my left toward home plate because we're down the first baseline there. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, like I I see something and I jump and like, <gasps> like I almost took my breath away. And it was the Red Raider <laughs> mascot coming into their booth. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jeff, I think, took a selfie of it and posted it on yeah, Twitter last night. Yeah, I, I did see that selfie. Yeah, What's that little, uh, what's that guy called? The whole Yosemite, Yosemite Sam Samity guy Sam. that they've got mm-hmm. out there, you know? He came into the booth, and he's like, he's giant. And I don't know why it scared me, but it startled me, man. I wasn't expecting it. And all of a sudden, there's a mascot standing, like, five, six feet from me. And I was like, oh, I, I, I I think I might have an irrational fear of mascots. The way you're
3: describing it, though, it's like one of those scenes out of a horror movie where suddenly you see from a distance and see the knife come out and go into the back of Jeff Haxton. (laughs) I think it was that American hostage. I was listening to that podcast,
1: and I think I was just naturally jumpy. And then here comes a guy with guns strapped to his hips, you know, walking around the ballpark. And I was like, what? Giant oversized man with guns strapped to his hips. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: No, you should feel great. I was going to say, I forgot Eric was in there with you, so you should high-five him. But I was going to say high-five yourself because um, great game last night, fun game. You knew there were going to be runs scored most likely with the way the wind was blowing and carrying balls out of the ballpark. But, you know, find yourself down and then jump back, put the four on the board. Brett Squires had him a night. I mean, really all those guys kind of right there in the middle of the lineup with Jimmy Crooks and Uh, Blake Robertson and all those guys. Brett was down at the um, bottom half of the order, but boy, what nights were those three guys. Those guys were just tearing the cover off the ball. So uh, you should feel great. Feel great. It was a fun night. It's exactly what you wanted. You got the other win that you and I had talked about that um, if they could get two of these four over those next four, and they got them. So great win last night. They went 5-4 and four in the stretch of death.
1: Mm-hmm. Got a win over Texas, a win over Texas Tech, and two over Oklahoma State. Um, you know, I think my... A couple of things from last night, but the biggest takeaway is something you and I talked about, maybe before Bedlam, is... I'm bring the exact wording we used, but something about not getting pushed around.
3: They needed, a, uh, they needed to bring a little attitude, da- yeah. Not backing said, down. Yeah, bring uh, attitude. I compared yeah, it to right. the Baker Mayfield thing. They needed to have a little Baker Mayfield in on, over these next four games, yeah.
1: This team has that, and I, I know that there have been times when people have been frustrated with the bullpen, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be because it's been uh, exasperating at times when you've had these leads that have gotten away against good teams. So that's justified. But at the same time, if you've watched this team closely, really from the get-go, and certainly it was, it manifested in this two-week stretch, this team has some attitude to it. And, like, early in the game last night, Jimmy Crooks is barking at the Texas Tech pitcher, and just the whole answering back instead of just, you know, oh, Texas Tech scored, there's an early home run, here we go again. Remember the four-inning... Four-run, I think it was second inning in Tulsa with OSU. at Back at the very beginning of the stretch, you are like, oh, boy, here we go again. Right. Mm-hmm. Bam, they answer back. Uh, the late-game comebacks. Last night, they were kind of – they were the aggressor. They were looking to run on the base paths. They were, you know, hitting the long ball, which is a good thing. I, I don't know that that was – Partly they need to hit more home runs. and Partly the wind was blowing out last night. But still, they hit more home runs than Texas Tech did. They were sharp defensively where Tech wasn't. And they kind of showed up that Tech looked like, uh, here goes a midweek game, and OU showed up looking like, this is a big game, we need to win it. I don't know. They just This team has an attitude to it. And I, I think you've got to credit the players first and foremost. They've got some guys like that on this team, you know. PG and Jimmy, Uh, Tread Away is a tough, Nicholas, Nicholas is a, we haven't heard him talk a lot? He just kind of walks around with a scowl on his face all the time. Like, who wants to fight me today, you know?
3: I think he gets that from mom. I don't follow mom on social media, but she has started showing up in my timeline lately because of other people. And I think mom's a little fiery, yeah. So I think that may come from mom
1: uh they got some pitchers that are like that uh godman last night got a big strikeout to end an inning he was telling them about it i think reggie gets some credit for that i think reggie has definitely brought a little edge into that dugout
3: yeah i think that's where some of a lot of that comes from probably
1: um i heard an exchange last night so skip and tim are talking before the game and some of our assistant coaches are talking to some of their assistant coaches and they come back to the dugout and Reggie's like so that's how it's going to be are we buddy buddies with these guys are we all friends with them now is that how it's going like
0: reggie did on- did he really Re-
1: yeah that's reggie was awesome. getting on to him for he's like <laughs> he was just joking with him, but he was getting on to him but like we're you know we're here to kick their butts um so extremely impressive 2
0: weeks straight
3: it, it's it is. Could have been better. I hope Could people have been start, better. I hope people start paying attention because this is a good baseball team. We talked about it the other day. Um, and they've done one thing that we really got on them about at the beginning of the season. We said they have got to take care of business in the midweek. And they have been exceptional 7-0. on these Tuesday and Wednesday games. So, um, How about
1: Carmichael last night? With the wind blowing out against the highest scoring team in the country gave up one hit in four inning
3: yeah no he was he was great he was great
1: and tech i i in hindsight i was worried about going in and probably but in hindsight like i might throw him against them in lubbock too even if it's in relief because i think they hate his stuff i think they hate somebody lollipopping it up there at 72 you know like they want a fastball tech <laughs> tech's like throw it harder I used to play tennis against my buddy Johnny Reether in college just oh, for fun. Johnny. Johnny played high school tennis. I played high school tennis. Johnny would always want to challenge me to go. And Johnny was one of these guys that served it hard, hit it hard. He grunted when he played, all these kind of things. And I was I was a, what they call a backstop. I just got everything back. I didn't hit it hard. I just got everything back. Drove him bananas, man. Hit, he would always yell at me, hit the ball. He would, he would call me all kinds <laughs> of names, you know. <laughs> I would laugh. <laughs> and Except I'd beat him. You, He'd be weekly. like, How did I lose to a girl? He would always say that. You know, I think Texas Tech's like that when they see Braden Carmichael, like, Dad, come and throw the ball. And here comes a looping 75 mile an hour curveball up there or whatever. All right, I got more to discuss with you, including a potential yes. suggestion I have for you in the starting rotation. I heard rotation. you teasing this last night. All right. See if you like the idea or not. We'll be back.
0: The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108.
3: Scrappy. Welcome back. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. You heard a lot about them last night during the ballgame. They were taking pictures in and out left and right. Terry and Jackie oh, Saxon. <laughs> They'll give you great customer service through the sale of your home, same as any other realtor out there, but only charge you eight ninety nine, the eight ninety nine listing fee. Four oh five, three six one, thirty three eighty or Saxon Realty Group. It is com. okay,
1: by the way, and this is for all head coaches out there in college baseball. It's perfectly fine to change pitchers between innings.
3: <laughs> right, yes.
1: We don't always have to do it in the middle of an inning. Go ahead, TJ.
3: Uh already answered uh someone asked uh earlier what did you eat last night with these dreams? Uh Caribbean jerk bowl, uh jerk chicken. So, uh Michelle Tafoya was on a Fox show a few nights ago in perfect timing. Uh for TJ. Uh I I didn't see that. Like I know she's been in the news over the last couple of months. Because of statements with the, uh, what was the the view? Was that where she uh, kind of got in trouble? And then they removed no her from Sunday Night Football. And they kind of forced her retirement and all that. So, but I'm guessing that's where it all tied from.
1: If you are late to the show today and just now waking up, TJ had a dream about Michelle Tafoya last night. And a Mazda Miata. And hunting for a shower head at Lowe's. Baker Mayfield was in it. Bob Stoops was in it. Chyler McComas was in it. it. was a very bizarre dream. It was. It was. He was married to Michelle Tafoya at one point.
3: Engaged. Engaged. Engaged? And it, I don't know that it was me. I think it was Baker Mayfield was engaged to Michelle Tafoya, but she would have some yeah. questions to answer, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. God bless America. God bless you, too, and God bless the Oklahoma Sooners. Have a wonderful hump day. <laughs> okay, thank you. Good morning. From beautiful Clearwater, Florida. Good morning. Have a great day. How many days?
1: Ten. Days oh. to the spring game. No, I didn't even have to get Just through remind it. y'all. Until the spring game. Because yes. if you forgot,
3: have amnesia.
0: Thank amnesia.
3: Good. <laughs> uh, what in the world was the guy yelling about in the fifth or sixth inning that was so loud you could hear it on ESPN Plus' broadcast saying something to the effect of getting the game? He said this repeated, <laughs> repeatedly for 30 minutes, it sounded like total meltdown, but never saw the guy. That's from Roman Shawnee.
1: I don't know. I didn't hear that.
3: Um, I heard it once what, is he on the radio fan that was broadcast. Is that they booted four balls last night? Is that what he's upset about? I think. Like, I, I remember. On your broadcast, I wasn't watching the SPM Plus. I remember hearing someone yelling something along the lines of get your head in the game or get in the game, something like that. So I think it was just some guy, yeah, that, that one inning, they were they were sloppy, man. It was They were kicking it all over the all place. Night. All night, really. But there was one inning in particular, it seemed like they had yep. a really That's rough inning, right. if I remember correctly. That's and I remember right. that guy yelling that I even heard it on your crowd, Mike. So uh, just upset, yeah. He was booting it all over the place. They didn't pack a lunch last night. They packed a lot of errors. That's what they packed last night. That's right. That's right. Uh, Just tuning in, wanted to know when the last time two OU baseball players had five hits apiece in the same game. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I told Eric to look it up last night on his four-hour bus ride home, but I think he went to sleep. (laughs) The last time one player did it was Tyler Hardman last year when he hit for the cycle. But I... I don't know if they even keep track of the last time two people did it. The all-time OU single-game record is six hits by Craig Aiken. And uh, Squires had a shot at that last night in the ninth, but he got hit by the pitch. So, uh, seven for
3: five. I was laughing at you last night. I don't know if you did it on purpose or if you didn't hear exactly what he said, but at one point, I don't remember which ball it was but uh something that went through the guy's legs and you said that's an error they give him a hit but that's an error uh you think that's an error right eric and eric goes huh what was that and you go exactly it was an error i was like dynamite (laughs) drop in monty (laughs) (laughs) it
1: it was the jace young it was the third error of the game and the second on jace young it was the second time Peyton Graham hit one at him that he booted. And this one went right between his legs. And they they gave PG a hit for it. <laughs> right. I mean, it went right between his legs. Now, he hit it, you know, fairly hard. But it was right at him. And it went five hole. And they gave him a hit. And I was like, come on now. And they changed it to an error eventually. But I think they were like, golly. I think they felt bad for Jace Young because they just kept racking up errors, but
3: it was an obvious error. Exactly. That was an error. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The last one I have here says, is the spring game televised or just on Sooner Sports TV? Both. It
1: is live on Sooner Sports TV and will be played back on Valley Sports. And according to time.
3: Bally's last time I saw to be determined on when that playback is. So. yeah, God knows when or how or who that will be. <laughs> right. Yeah. It will be
1: live on .tv, played back on Bally at a at a future date. Yeah, that's the plan. All right, that's okay. We had a lot of text messages this segment, so let's push our uh, pitcher talk here for a second. Quick break. Uh you can text the show Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. We got OTD coming up for today soon as well. We'll be back.
0: The Ref Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Coach, congratulations. Wow, your offense was dynamic tonight.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was an offensive night. The wind blowing out, and, and we took advantage of it, and uh, um they took advantage of it in a few cases, too, but uh, uh, on the other end of it, uh, we did a good job of trying to get ahead and counts, and uh, uh, and we actually played through a fundamental mistake in left field. We hadn't done that all year. How about
1: Brett Squires? I know you've been missing him out of your lineup for a while, but, man, he was loud for you.
4: Yeah, it was really good. I mean, it was a great night for him individually. Uh, I mean, he puts the work in. He puts the time in. Really proud of him, and it couldn't happen to a better kid. Braden Carmichael, in these conditions, gives up one hit in four innings to start tonight. Yeah, I thought he was outstanding. And uh, uh, he went through the lineup twice, and uh, uh, that's what we wanted him to do, is try to go through the lineup twice because their lineup is really strong. And and if you you give them too many looks at it, uh, they're going to hurt you. Incredible stretch
1: here over this two weeks. You just went through. You went five and four in this stretch. Uh, that says a lot about your baseball team, Coach.
4: Yeah, I mean, they showed the grit. They showed the toughness. Uh, they showed you know, that, you know, we talked to them about fighting and, uh, uh, and getting after it and, and, and being gritty. And I thought they did that tonight as, as, as well as any night and, and for the last two weeks, quite frankly. But uh, um, really proud of them, and we're just going to keep grinding and keep growing. All right, be safe getting home. Way to go. Thank you. Five and four. Had a
1: chance at seven and two in that stretch, teams. That's how good they played. And um, you know they they keep this uh, train on the tracks. This team is going to the NCAA tournament this year. Now they got to finish the season. They still got 22 games to go. But okay, so I get I got a suggestion for you. I got a thought bouncing around in my head here, TJ. Okay, we got a an 11 game stretch here where they don't play any ranked teams. Can't afford to have a letdown. I get you all that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm, they've mm -hmm. just gone through an incredibly difficult stretch. Where they're playing highly ranked team after highly ranked team. And now they get Pacific, uh Lamar, Wichita State, Kansas, Kansas State. I think there's an ORU in here somewhere. Anyway, it's eleven straight games against unranked teams. There have been a couple of, of issues uh with this team. One is defense. I think they've done a pretty good job of addressing that. You know, since they put Wallace Clark in the lineup their defense has been significantly better. Now, the outfielders have run into each other a couple of times. But on the infield, it's been way, way better. You'd agree with that, right? I don't yes. think they're the best fielding
3: team in the country or anything like that. But it's been better. No, definitely got to learn in the outfield to call someone off and listen for that. But other than yeah. that, yeah, they've been much better. All
1: right, the other major issue is the bullpen. The biggest issue on this team has been Absolutely.
3: the
2: bullpen.
1: And... They haven't won a Sunday game in a mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. They've been spotty there. I uh, had a chance to sweep Baylor, lost on Sunday. Series on the line against both Tech and or against Texas and OSU, lost on Sunday. So, if you're gonna make Cade Horton a starter, and that was the goal, that's what Skip said the goal was when he came back. You know, a little bit. A little bit more, a little bit more. Eventually, this guy's a starting pitcher for us. They see him as a Cade Cavalli. That's what they see Cade Horton as developing into. If he's going to be a starter, you've got a two-week stretch here that includes three weekends in it. Where maybe now's the time. Maybe now is the time to give him a little larger role. He's been okay out of the bullpen. But I'm wondering, Teach, about maybe giving him a start and seeing how it goes. It it could also potentially help out another issue you've had, which is your bullpen, because they've got one left-handed arm out there. Uh, Carter Campbell, and he's been good, but, man, they use him a lot. Right. What do you think about putting Chaz Martinez in the bullpen More David Sandlin, but I like Martinez because of the lefty part of him. And making Cade Horton your third weekend starter.
3: For me, if you're going to make a move, that's the move. Like, I'm not moving David Sandlin. I'm definitely not moving Jake Bennett. Um, Chaz Martinez, I think there's a role for him that may better suit this team. Like, I don't know if he's done anything necessarily to lose the job, but I don't know if he's done anything necessarily to make you not question, is there a better role for guys that will improve this team? Um, and like you just said, Carter Campbell is the really the only left-handed weapon they've got. Everyone else you use out of there with Godman and Keegan Allen and Trevin Michael, everybody else, you got all these right-handers. So if you're going to do something, I, that's the spot I would I would give that a shot with. See how Cade Horton handled in a starter's role, something that he's used to, um, basically, you know, throughout his development and everything that he's mm-hmm. gone through in high school and everything like that. He's a starter, so give him a shot. See if that works out, and give yourself another left-handed weapon that may be a weapon that can be multi-inning guy for you if you need down the road. So um, I don't, I don't hate it. If that's the move you're going to make, you want to give Cade Horton a shot, that's the spot where you're going to do it at. Midweek games, they've been too good. Um, And as I said, I'm not moving David Sandlin or or Jake Bennett off their roles on Friday and Saturday. So um, it just makes sense for me that it would be Sunday, and it makes sense that Chaz Martinez gives you that other left-handed weapon in the bullpen. I don't know how Chaz
1: would feel about that, but can't you see him with that hat cockeyed Mm -hmm. coming into a game? you know he's got some spitfire to him it usually when you come out of the pin it adds a mile an hour or two to your stuff because you don't you know you're not going to be out there that long so he's already throwing 94 95 at times maybe it goes to 96 maybe 97 i don't know what he's got in there but i think he could be a good weapon for you and and here's the other thing they go to the Big 12 tournament i think eric mentioned this last night i would definitely start him i mean he's been electric in that building Right. jazz I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And you and you're going to need a fourth starter or fifth starter potentially. So I'm not saying it's a permanent thing, but I this is the time I think to give something a look. This three-week stretch here. You got to win games. So I'm not saying be foolish. But I don't think that would be foolish, man. Cade uh, Horton has a big time arm and is a potential first round draft pick. That's what he's expected to be coming out of high school on down the line. So he's got a few innings under his belt now, maybe, and maybe his first start you only give him three or four. You know, you got to continue to ease him in a little bit. But I think that could be something in both regards. Maybe you get a better, maybe you get a better starter on the weekend, and definitely I think you get more versatility in your bullpen. I don't know, just something to think about.
3: Well, and. and- You've got the awkward schedule this weekend where it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so Mm -hmm. um, no, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all, wouldn't mind seeing that at all, against specific on Saturday, or even if you wanted to leave Jake and Sandlin in their normal spots on Friday and Saturday, maybe he goes Thursday.
1: Have Horton go Thursday, keep Jake and Sandlin Friday, Saturday. If you want them in their normal spots and just keep them on their normal days, you know. And then the next weekend in Kansas, you throw Horton on Sunday. Right. And he gets, you know, extra rest between that first start and that second. Yes. And you keep Jake and Sandlin on Friday, Saturday, both weekends. Correct. I think we figured it out. hope Coach now, was listening. I don't know if there's any interest at all over there. You, you know, I, I don't have any insight at all. I don't know if there's any interest over there. But seems like a good idea. So we'll see what they decide to do. Uh, the schedule for the next Three days is this. Pacific tomorrow night at 6.30. I need to find out how these games got scheduled. Like, what brought Pacific to Oklahoma? I haven't asked about that. I need to ask about that. That is a that is an interesting uh, middle-of-the-season journey for them to come all the way to. I wonder if they're playing somebody else out here. Anyway, Thursday night, 6.30 Pacific. Friday night, 6.30 Lamar. Saturday 11 a.m Pacific uh Blake Brewster will be with me all weekend on the radio I think they are I think that's dot TV for us too I don't think there's any TV broadcast this weekend so they're putting us on both I believe and uh there is a game at two o'clock on Friday between Lamar and Pacific if you want to catch a little bonus baseball could potentially move that Friday night game back a little bit if they run long but hopefully not
3: Nothing brought them out this way. Tuesday, uh, yesterday they played in Stockton, California, against UC Davis. Then they've got the series this weekend in Norman. Uh, then next Tuesday they play uh, back in Stockton again against Sacramento State. So,
1: yeah, I wonder, like, if their coach has a connection or, like, Lamar. I get like Lamar. You know, is down in Texas. Right, right. Pacific is a long ways away. I don't know. I'll ask. Um. All right, Goodwin. Very good resume win again for Oklahoma last night. And uh, maybe maybe they've ignited yet another bat. It was an already pretty good offense this year. Brett Squires hasn't really been a part of it. And if they could add him to the mix here, um, this becomes an even more dangerous baseball team. We'll take a break. It is 746. More of your text messages and phone calls next. OTD. For April 13th,
0: right around the corner. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terrier or Jackie at 405-361-3380.
3: Saxon Realty Group bring you this
0: hour of the T-Row in the Morning
3: Show, 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com, home of the eight ninety nine dollars listing fee. Text here, uh, this drove me nuts last night too. Asked uh Air Comfort Solutions text line. Ask Toby how many times the ballpark played that. Hey More than I think they even play Boomer sooner at football games.
1: Gosh, yeah, that drove me nuts last night. Bunch. They have some uh that's some fun things going on with they they uh they do a lot with their sod poodle mascot down there, so they had some fun stuff going on with him, but yeah, they did play that a lot.
3: Hey, yo. Uh, they also say, uh, I've watched uh, some college basketball on ESPN+, Plus, but last night was my first college baseball game, and it was the worst ever. Limited cameras, one was darker than the other, limited replays, but when's the last time you tuned into a game without balls, strikes, outs, or a score on the screen? They've been doing that since before TJ was born. How does ESPN+, Plus not have that?
1: Well, here's what I think happened last night. Uh, it was a Texas Tech home game. So I think they tried to do something similar to what we did for the first Texas game down in Arlington, which is basically plug in to the cameras that exist in the ballpark and then throw it up for broadcast with your radio crew and at least somebody people can look at something. I didn't watch the game, but I have seen some of the highlights back, and it's not great. I got you. But so they're we're affiliated with Bally, they're affiliated with ESPN. So I think that was their answer to putting up a broadcast last night was all right, let's just plug into the sod poodles in house stuff. Uh we'll put Jeff Haxton and, and his partner over the top of it and people will at least get to watch something. And so I think that's what that was about last night. But I understand it was not a high quality broadcast for sure.
3: No, now, did Jeff acknowledge you yesterday at all?
1: He apologized.
3: Okay, okay. did he try came to fight in you or night,
1: uh, No, he came in humble and okay. apologetic.
3: All right. He said
1: that uh, when I texted him yesterday, he was in the middle of something, and he completely forgot to call me back, and um, and then I punched him in the nose. Yes. And then we went on about the rest of the day. He said, I deserve that, and
3: then he went, up, went on about the rest of the day. I don't, I don't think he would say that anymore. He'd be like, oh, you want to go? Good. Let's go.
1: That's good. good. That's a good thing.
3: Uh, Looking like a very – when did this change? Because this wasn't yesterday. This uh, Air conversations Solutions text says, looking like a very wet day for the spring game. Well, we'll be there no matter what, but unfortunately that's going to be a big effect on attendance. Maybe the forecast will change a couple of more times. Last time I looked, it was like partly cloudy and like high 70s. Pulling it up. Pulling it up right
1: now. The long-range forecast for Norman. Stand by, TJ. All right, here we go. Uh, a week from Saturday. 79 degrees. Uh, 30% chance of rain right now.
3: Oh, well, that's not very wet. That could be mm-hmm. a couple of sprinkles or nothing at all. So. I mean, it could be downpour, but...
1: We're still a long yeah, way. Yeah, long somebody. way away.
3: Long yeah. way away. Uh... Toby needs therapy. Thinks, uh, thinks a floor buffer is following him. Now a mascot is stalking him. Monty and Edmund. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that's right.
1: I am a little jumpy this week, aren't I? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Thank you, Monty. Thank
3: uh, you, right. Last one I've got here uh, wants to know Will the Houston coaches' caravan location be catered by wild peckers? I think that
1: was an Arlington
3: thing. Do they have those in Houston, too? I don't know. I don't know if it's a. Texas thing or if it's a, just a local DFW thing. I, I I had never heard of it until you mentioned it, so I had no, unaware, I had no idea.
1: Unaware of the catering plans. Uh, did talk to some people out in Amarillo last night that are very excited, the Brent Venables and, uh, and some others are coming their way here in the not-too-distant future. Good. So, That's good. I think the caravans are going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this. I think uh, there's going to be some high energy Hey, uh, I do want to ask you about the Texas thing yesterday. I don't know if we have time. Maybe we have to carry this in the next segment. But So, Sarkisian, so Moro Ojimo said something Steve Sarkeesian didn't like. And he has banned him now from talking to the media. Did you see this? I didn't see this. Fifth-year defensive lineman Moro Ojimo uh, in an interview last week said, quote, Uh, talking about the team's youth and the problems at Texas in recent years. He said, quote, They're 18- to 22-year-olds that want to chase women, want to chase money, want to chase alcohol, and they don't see the future. They're distracted by what's in front of them. It's such a hard thing, especially guys that haven't been in a winning culture. They're always talking about coming in here and changing stuff. It's like ingrained. You're uprooting what, 10 years of bleep? That's just been let go.
3: I don't find anything wrong with that at all. I I don't know that I'd ban him. I'd want my guy like that kind of standing up and talking and saying, hey, you think you're doing it right? You're not. Quit doing these things. So I don't have a problem with that at all. Sarkeesian
1: said, it's a little disheartening that one guy makes a statement and all of a sudden we've got a team full of guys that like to do things outside of the program that we don't adhere to. He should not have done that in public. If you're a family, you don't go out and talk about family business. You take care of things internally. He's banned him from speaking to the media. Hmm.
3: hmm. Well, and it's an answer like that that tells me that's why problems continue at Texas. My like Olajumo has I five like os in his name. What do you think about that? That's, that's a, a lot of os. That's a lot
1: of os. You ever It'd known be anybody great with Will five Fortune. os in their name no, before? Never. No. Wow. We'll be back.